Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Small Business Big Life, the podcast. I'm Derek Van Esch, your host. Super excited to be here. And uh, we've got someone today who's going to knock your socks off. He's got such a cool business, and I'm excited to share a lot of it with you. And cool enough, he's actually got a couple of businesses. So the experiences that David's going to be drawing from today are fantastic. Uh, today, we have David Serwitz on the on the uh, phone call, whatever it is today. And David, <laughs> welcome to the show. Awesome, Derek. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, we, uh, we're excited to have you. You and I had a great time talking prior to the show tons of, of really cool synergy there. Um, and yeah, I just want you to tell people, just start off, give us the one minute version of like who you are, what you guys do, just so that people sure. know where you're coming from. Yeah, real quick. I, I started my first business in college, uh, grade potential tutoring. Uh, I grew that to a 43 location, uh, tutoring company, uh, which took a long time. <laughs> and, um, in, in doing that, uh, I basically became frustrated with my, my payments, my credit card processing at each of my tutoring locations and decided to vertically integrate by having our own processor uh, just to um, be able to have more control over it. And after doing that, I had some business owner friends that knew me and trusted me and asked me to help them get up and running too, which I did. And then friends of friends started calling. And then uh, pretty soon I said, dang, I was thinking about starting a second business anyways. Uh, maybe uh, I'll go ahead and do this. And I know we'll get into it more later, but I'd like to think, or I, I know uh, that we do it very, very differently, which has brought a lot of fun and, and kind of unique um, uh, way of handling things in our industry. And people seem to really like it. Super cool. So David, if people want to find out more, I like to start with all the nuts and bolts right up front. Sure. Uh, where, what's your website? Where can people find out more about you if they don't get to the end yep. of the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So um, commissionbuddies.com uh, or also a good one is just explainer.commissionbuddies.com. Um, and then my, my tutoring company is called gradepotentialtutoring.com. But I would think that the listeners of this or watchers, you know, yeah. of this, uh, viewers, I guess, uh, of this podcast, uh, would probably find commission buddies to be a lot more interesting since it's a B2B company. Yeah, absolutely. Most of our listeners are, um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, but I have to say this, there's a ton of people out there who are looking for education solutions totally. right now, right? Yep. Yep. Oh Yeah. I know you mentioned you guys have some, some online solutions and some of that. So, oh yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that's one of the huge opportunities do that's coming out of this whole coronavirus thing is people are figuring out that, Hey, there, there are options out there for people. And, you know, I think it's going to open up a lot of things lifestyle wise for people. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I always like to ask this right up front is 
if you could give one piece of advice, you've built two sure. businesses now, mm-hmm. you've had a ton of experiences. I'm sure you've got some bloody noses and war stories oh, and skinnies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so from all that, what, what do you think is the best piece of advice or what's the most important lesson that you've kind of learned along the way that if you could just pass one thing along, it would be. I mean, whether it's a lesson or a mentality, I think that one thing that has led me to my moderate level of success is just be willing to have a trial and error mentality. Okay. I mean, just be willing to have a trial and error mentality. And what I mean by that is I wish I was smart enough to figure it all out ahead of time. Yeah. You know, uh, I wish, um, but uh, I've never been successful with that. Not, not that you don't want to plan, you know, and, and do your best to launch in, in an appropriate way, but you have to just go in or, or man, I try to go in having the recognition that whatever I've figured out or that I think I figured out ahead of time, it's going to be extremely different as I'm going there. And you just got to be willing to keep trying and testing and, and be humble enough to, uh, to analyze all the things that aren't working to make small adjustments until you find some grooves that work. And, and that's been my only um, way that I've been able to make any progress and what I always preach to my team. So we have about 50 employees in our headquarters uh, here in California Mm-hmm. And what I'm always preaching to my team is, uh, hey, you know, we just got to trial and error it until we figure it out. And I have no doubt if we have enough time and uh, we keep our attitude good that we absolutely will, you know, overcome pretty much any any challenge. Yeah, I love that. I, ha- I have a similar attitude. I kind of think of it as you can only figure out so much from the sidelines, right? If you've ever played a sport, yep. you got all these plans and then you go out in the field and get smashed in the face playing football yeah. or something and the yep. whole game changes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that reminds me of two, two things. You know, my, my grandfather would say to me, David, I'd rather be the worst participant than the best spectator, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, everybody's got a great game plan to get punched in the face or whatever. So yeah. I think those are good attitudes in my opinion as well. Yeah. Yeah. It just, that's just been my experience too. You have to get out there. You can't, you can't get around the mistakes. You just try and make them as fast as you can. Yeah. And, uh, and so I love it. Or the other thing I say a lot is before you're good at something, you're going to be bad. So for sure, get, get in there and be bad at it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, one thing I see a lot, in people that I like and respect, but I think sometimes get, get challenged is, um, and I have a few people, of course, I'm thinking of is, um, they have a little bit of a, whether it's an insecurity or, or an ego to admit that they don't know this, they're not good at it. They're not. And so they don't, they're not willing to ask questions. They're not willing to appear that they don't have knowledge. And like, there's nothing wrong without having, there's nothing wrong with not having knowledge or being ignorant when, when you are in fact ignorant, right? You know what I mean? Like get out yeah. there and get better. And I, I see a lot of people that in my opinion could do a lot better and could improve a lot faster uh, if they weren't worried about protecting an image of sophistication. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of a extra aside on it in terms of my philosophy. Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm in the financial services world, right? We do financial strategy, tax strategy, and a lot of people like a CPA, if I'm talking to mm. them, they're not super willing to say that, oh, I didn't know that. Right. Right, or, right, right, right. Or every financial guy's got their heels dug in about, no, my way is the best way and, and everything else sucks and all of that. And like right. you said, I, one of the adages I live by that might resonate with you is uh, the idea of make the love of the truth more important than the love of being right. Yeah, that's cool. If I'm wrong, I want to know as fast as I can yeah. so I can do a better job. For sure. Love it. 
Yeah. So that's Love what I hear you saying. So, so tell me a little about this. Um, you kind of told us how you got into your, your processing business, but tell mm-hmm. me just real quick, your story. How, how do you start a business in college that turns into 43 locations? Like what, what's the story? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so I grew up, um, I mean, I'm very lucky that both sides of my family were entrepreneurial. Um, and so, um, that's helpful. Uh, admittedly, uh, just to ha- have the mindset going in. And, you know, I, I learned and decided very early on, I was never going to work for a wage. I was only going to work for a profit. You know I mean? That was a mentality that I had uh, early on. I, I had no idea what business I was going to do, but I knew it was going to be something, you know, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and um, I, anyways, I got to college and um, I was never a great student. I was a mediocre student. All my siblings were, were great students. I was always kind of mediocre and anyway, I, um, I was in a calculus class and I quickly, I didn't have a good foundation in math. You know, I wasn't a great student in high school or anything. So um, I quickly realized I was going to uh, want a tutor to work with me. Um, most colleges have like a free tutoring lab. Mine did as well. I went there, um, quickly realized I needed one-on-one, not like one or two tutors walking around with like 50 kids, right? right. I went to the math department. I mean, this is in 2002, so it's quite a while ago, <laughs> you know, but um, I asked him, hey, do you recommend a tutor for me? And the lady behind the counter kind of rolled her eyes and gave me scraps of paper with names and numbers and whatever. And I said, geez, like, do you know any of these people? Would you recommend them? She said, no. And to make a much longer story uh, short, uh, it took me about two weeks of calling and playing phone tag and trying to line things up before I got a tutor for myself. And, And after doing that, I'm more persistent than average. I don't think most people would have made all these calls over the course of two weeks. You know, I had some friends that said, hey, Dave, um, did you talk to somebody that could do this physics class? And I was kind of like, oh, yeah. And I'm like thumbing through my notes. I think it was this guy, you know. So I started like giving some tutors out to my friends and this and that. And um, uh, after meeting with my tutor that I ended up finding, I, I liked him. Um, and after a couple sessions, I told him about the difficulty I had had in getting a hold of him. And he said, are you serious? Because me and all my math grad student friends are always looking for more students. I can't believe it was that hard to find us. And I was like, I started drawing out on paper, like, dude, you got to get everybody's schedule together. You got to, you got to, you got to book jobs for your friends. And I was like drawing it all out for him. you like, what he should do. And then I was like, maybe I'll just do this. Maybe I'll just do this. You know, as I was trying to convince him to do it. Yeah. So that's how we got started. It was super low key. I would sneak into the little teacher lounge at night and print off flyers to hang around campus. And, and that's how we got going. And then just, you know, grew from there. Yeah. We're in 40, 43 markets now. And now our online platform, as you can imagine, has exploded. So we're nationwide. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. So what I, what I hear there is, you know, so many people say, oh, I just, I want to make a bunch of money, bunch of money doing this thing. And you went at it a totally different way. You were like, here's a real problem. Like that people need a solution for, and there's not a good one. I'm going to find this solution. Right. And I, I think a lot of people get it backwards. They're like, how can I make money instead of how do I solve a need? And then I can get paid for that. Does that make sense? I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I, I didn't have that articulation in my mind at the time, sure. right? Okay. At the time, um, I, I don't want to say how it was just like bored. Uh, I mean, like I, I didn't anticipate it growing into the business that it has. Okay. I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, this sounds like a fun project. You know, like this sounds like a fun project. I started doing it. Um, and I was just kind of enjoying having something to sink, sink my teeth into. I had wrestled my whole life growing up. I wrestled in my first year of college and then stopped. And this is like, I started this business within like 
a month of stopping wrestling, which I had put so much, um, you know, energy energy into. So I I don't say I was bored, but I was like, Oh, this is a great little project. Right. And so, um, that's what I started doing. And then, um, yeah, what wasn't attempting to turn it into what it was at the time. But, um, you know, I think that partly what you're saying too, or one of the things that I sometimes say is, um, a lot of people oftentimes start as a technician and then organize other technicians as they grow their business. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other people, and I'm in the second group, um, are ones that experience a personal problem and then in solving their own problems, start solving it for others, you know? So I think that, which is somewhat similar to what you're saying, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's funny because your second business is the same thing, right? Like we've Absolutely. got this problem. I don't know how to, I can't find a good solution for it. So I guess I'm going to figure out one. And then, oh, wait, my friends need this too. Let's, it was, let's round them up. Yeah. And it's honestly, that's exactly right. Um, I was solving my own problem and then started solving it for others. Yeah. And it really has got my brain going because it's funny, like maybe four years ago, maybe a, like a year and a half before I started Commission Buddies, I remember thinking like, dang, I'm glad I have great potential because I don't have any other good ideas. Like I, I thought <laughs> that, you know, like, yeah. okay. And what's funny is over the last like three or four years, I'm like, Oh my God, I have so many ideas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now in the last few years that I'm like, I, I'm having trouble deciding which ones to focus on. Cause I got like, I have like three or four other ideas that I'm super excited about. Um, you know, that are, they're a derivation of my own problem. <laughs> Not exactly, you know, but, um, anyways, um, so yes, w- once you start looking at like things that irritate you, that could be better or, or they may not even irritate me anymore because I've already solved them sure. for myself. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But again, they are problems out in the public. And, and I, I think that's a good way to think about it. And, and again, I don't like to, um, you know, I'm not a multinational billion dollar company. So I, I hope that my uh, experiences and advice are, are valuable to some, uh, cause I, I think oftentimes I don't want to say people overestimate me, but, um, you know, um, I, I'm just trying to figure it out still myself. You know, I don't have all the answers. Um, I, I don't, I don't profess to be, uh, anything other than just, just trying to crack away every day. <laughs> well, you bring up a really good point here. My experience, I know thousands of business owners cause that's who I work with. Right. And most of them are not the smartest people on the planet. They're not necessarily the most talented people on the planet. They're humble people who are afraid, aren't afraid to roll up their sleeves and figure it out. For sure. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I think that's a, that's a really good point that you bring up. You don't have to be brilliant. And a ton of the people who are listening here, you know, they're listening because they're looking, they want to crack that six figure mark yeah. or the or yeah. the seven figure mark or whatever. Yep. So I appreciate you being humble and just saying, listen, you don't have to be a superstar. This isn't like professional athletics, right? Where you have to be a freak of nature to like, it's all or nothing. There's, there's a lot of shades of gray here and you can make up for your shortcomings by, like you said, hiring the technicians, hiring the other people, but you got to get on the field and play ball. So dude, if you put in concerted effort for a long period of time with voracious tenacity, you will get good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see, I have never seen anybody that hasn't gotten good at something after putting in, you know, voracious effort for a long period of time. Yeah. yeah. With with real intention of, of improvement, you know, and yeah. yeah. And like you said, the open mind, right. Not saying, Oh, I already know this, but admitting I don't know this. I want to get better. Yes. You go in and you know, even if you keep banging your head against the brick wall, eventually you'll get through it. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I, I feel like I'm doing a, a roundabout 
bragging, which is like kind of the opposite of my attention is making me feel a little bit funny. But people say to me a lot, people think I'm smarter than I am, I think. Yeah. You know, people come to me all the time and they're like, man, Dave, that's incredible. You, that, you, you know, you, you're genius. Da, 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 da. I'm like, dude, I wish I was a freaking genius, man. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? I say to my wife all the time, I'm like, freak, you know, I, I'll mess something up. Or I'm like, damn it, I wish I had the mental capacity to have foreseen that. Or I wish, you know, I had been able, you know, but the reality is, um, if you just freaking try super hard at something for a long time, you know, you know, you, you people can end up thinking that it, 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 it just works. It just works, you know, just works in my opinion. Yeah. I, I heard it said, uh, James Altucher, he, he's a guy I used to listen to his podcast a lot. And he basically says, don't focus on like being like the best. He said, focus on being prolific, just do a ton of work that you want to mm. do. And I've got, multiple really close friends who are seven figure earners and every single one of them, the one thing they all have in common is they have that tenacious work mm. ethic and that drive to mm. continue to get better. And mm -hmm. some of them are really smart and some of them aren't so smart. Some of them have advanced degrees and listen, one, one of them doesn't even have a community college degree, he barely graduated right. high school, right. right? But he's out there killing it because he's committed himself to getting better. And like you said, just tenacity, just going Absolutely. after it, going after it, going after it, never giving up. And that's, that's really it. So um, awesome. I, I appreciate it. you like bringing that sentiment out. Cause I feel like the people skip over the, the hard work part and the make mistakes part. They just are like, Oh, it's all about a good idea. And it, it really isn't. It's about yeah. taking action on that for a long period. hundred percent, hundred percent. My favorite quote, I, I'll, you got to look it up is uh, the man in the arena. I'm assuming many listeners or you may know it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's awesome, man. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, love yeah it. The, the Teddy Roosevelt. Yep, quote. yep. Yeah, love that one because it's it's true. It really is. It's such a dramatic way to say it, but you got to get in the arena. So yep. I, I love that. Um, so this is going to sound funny and maybe this is a little bit of a repeat, but I, I'm really curious, what do, you, what do you attribute your success to? I mean, obviously tons of hard work. Do you feel like there are some things that you've done well or that you kind of got lucky on or where do you think that comes from? What, what made um, it happen? I mean, my number one thing is, is, is trial and error. That's, I mean, I going back to it, just like, just keep, I mean, with my tutoring company, like I, I try to, I try to inspire myself with commission buddies because uh -huh. sometimes I'm not as far along as I'd like to be. Sure. And I'm like, dude, we're so much farther along in two and a half years than I was in two and a half years in my tutoring company. Right. Okay. So that kind of gives me a little like, okay, that's good. You know? Um, Cause sometimes I'm a little hard on myself or like, dang it. I wish I we were doing this or that or whatever. But um with my tutoring company, I mean, I did every possible thing you can imagine under the sun trying to drum up leads for my tutoring company, including standing outside of grocery stores, competing with the, you know, Girl Scouts <laughs> cookies to get moms. Like I just, I dress in a suit. I go in front of the, the um, grocery store. Oh, do you have kids? You know, da, 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 like, yeah. oh, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? So I did every dang thing you could imagine, um, you know, drumming up leads for my tutoring company. And you know, like one out of 25 would bear some fruit, you know, and I'm like, great, let's focus more there. So I really think just, again, the willingness to trial and error uh, for a long period of time uh, is very valuable. Um, God, I, I, I don't, you know, one of the things I wish I did better at um, mm -hmm. is um, uh, like doing, doing things for the positive reasons. And what I'm trying to say is, um, uh, sometimes as things get 
okay, one thing I hate about my company, my, my tutoring company, one of the reasons I got into Commission Buddies is, is for lack of recurring accounts. So Commission mm-hmm. Buddies, every account we sign up stays with us for years, okay? Mm-hmm. My tutoring company, it's like, oh, we need 10 hours before a test. And da, 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 da. So, you know, it's very ad hoc, right? And I think I told you before the show, I mean, I spend $250,000 a month on, on advertising for my tutoring company, right? And I hope and pray that they turn into <laughs> customers, you know, but sometimes they don't as well. And that money's out the door regardless, you know, but um, anyways, sometimes I'd get so stressed or <sighs> I, I would like to think when I'm doing as well as I can or doing well, I, I'm doing it because I, I'm passionate about business because sales and marketing and operations excites me yeah. and it's fun for me to try to take my business to the next level. Uh-huh. And then very often I find myself uh, not living in that mentality and living in the mentality of stress and like, Oh my God, you know, this, and mm-hmm. if I don't make these sales, I may have to make these decisions. And um, so I, 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 maybe one reason of success is I'm, I try to live more in that um, positive mentality Yeah. because I, at the end of the day, I, I like, solving problems. Like I like being creative. I like making sales. Like all those things are really awesome to me. Um, anyway, so I'm not sure if that exactly answers your question, but you know, try to have a good attitude and, and be willing to trial and error until you start making progress. I mean, those are, yeah, you know, that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a natural gravity towards survival, right? Like fear, doubt, worry. If you don't yeah. pay attention, like you're saying, and really say, I want to shoot for the stars. I want to lift myself up. I want to come from a positive place. I want to make mm-hmm. a difference. I want to give, I want to contribute. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you always come from fear and whatever, you'll live in that world. We can't help that. That's survival instinct. But what you're talking about is really choosing the high road every time you can, right? Because gravity's pulling us the other direction. Yeah. And I, I truly think it makes a big difference. Sure. We're going to operate out of fear. And I think there's even a good facet of fear, which is for sure. Hey, get off your butt, do the work. Yeah. <laughs> this thing's on fire. You need to put out the fire, but as soon as you can switching, we call it switching from scarcity to abundance, right? Mm. I want to contribute. I want to grow. I want to expand yeah. instead of, yeah. we need to contract and conserve and protect. You can't shrink your way to greatness, right? And so you're continuing to stay on that expansion trail, even though gravity wants to take you the other direction. Yeah, yeah. So I trying, man. That. And I'm not always successful. I mean, I mean, pl- plenty of blunders. Um, you know, my hope always is, is a blunder is not significant enough to put me out of business. Right. You know, that's yeah. always the hope, you know, and, and, uh, just try to do the best we can. Um, but you know, I, I should also mention, uh, I mean, just like every other business owner, I know that has any level of success, you know, plenty of times crying to my wife, uh, plenty of times, um, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I remember like one, one year when I had maybe, you know, five or six employees or something. And I mean, our, I don't know what our sales were, maybe a million dollars or, you know, I don't know what it was. I, um, uh, we were, we're very seasonal at my tutoring company, right? <laughs> Cause of school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, by the end of the summer, I'm like praying, please God, like when school starts, we better get calls or we're done. Yeah. Like I would have that feeling. Right. And I remember there was one, one year that was just particularly stressful and I like, I only lived like five minutes from my office and I would like get up in the morning and I would drive and I would like turn, I would, I would cry. This is like two or three weeks straight. Like before the school year started, I would just cry <laughs> from so much stress on my way on my five minute drive to the office. I turn on the music really loud to try to like 
get out some bad feelings and I would just cry and cry and I'd pull it to my office and I would try to compose myself and walk in and, and, and have a good attitude for my team members. Right. You know, and not yeah, have yeah. like, geez, Dave's falling apart here. You know, right. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I've had plenty, plenty, plenty of those experiences as well. Um, and, um, that's just part of it. I, I wish it didn't have to be, and, and maybe it doesn't, but for me personally, it has been. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's degrees of that for everybody, but I think it's part of the entrepreneurial journey. Like I, I joke and I call it the spiritual journey of being an entrepreneur, because at the end of the day, it forces you to look in more than anything else I've ever done. Right. Um, I'm not a parent, but I think parenting does that as well. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, the buck stops here. Right. And yeah. all of that has to be figured out. Have you, have you figured out a coping mechanism for all that stress? You know, I have, mine, but I'm always interested in hearing what's working for other people to get you through. <laughs> my wife probably wants to know also. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have a good coping mechanism. It's the truth. I'm just being honest. Like I, I wish I, um, and I go through ups and downs of, uh, how much stress I have and how much and how much it affects me. Um, but, um, I would say lamely, my, my coping mechanism is just to freaking work more, which, which is not, not really how I want to live the rest of my life, you know, but like, you know, um, when I'm feeling extra stress, I just, I mean, I take it back to my early days when, you know, if I was feeling stressed, my tuning company, we're not getting enough calls. Man, I'd I'd put on my backpack full of like refrigerator magnets with our phone number on them, yeah. and I would like go to our local college, and I would take five hours, and I would throw magnets under every dorm room door, like five thousand dorm rooms, and that would generate like twenty calls. I, I mean, so I mean, I, yeah. and so I take that that equivalent to now, which is like usually when I'm feeling stressed, I just work more. Which again, I'm not super proud of. So I'm actually excited to hear what your <laughs> what your coping <laughs> mechanism is. Well, yeah. So so. I mean, I've had to deal with this too. So I, I was a real estate investor for a long time and 2008, 2009 was my end of the summer, right? Like the yeah. bills came due and the houses weren't selling and we couldn't get financing and I was freaking out. Right. I was just coming off of a broken femur. It was a big mess mm. for me. I lost a couple million bucks and that, mm. that really sucked. And I basically, I had to find a positive way. So I kind of developed this routine. I'd go get coffee and I'd go to the park to just chill for a minute which always turned into, I should run. So, and I had to teach myself how to run again because I had a broken leg and mm. re relearning how to run after a year and a half of not using your wow. leg is, it's kind of like driving with a flat tire. It was like, run, <laughs> crash, run, oh, crash. Man. And, uh, and this was in, you're in California. I don't know what part, but this is in Fullerton, yeah. California. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and so Cal yeah, I'm in San Luis Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So yeah, it's Southern Cal, but I would go running every day and I started really figuring out, Hey, me running is a positive way to burn off a lot of the stress. And then I thought, you know, what could I do to, to do better? Cause I finish up my run. And of course I'm kind of depleted, which was good. I got rid of that terrible pit in my stomach. And then I would sit down and meditate mm. for about 10 minutes. And you know, there's all these sophisticated ways to meditate. And literally what I used to do is just breathe in gratitude, thankful that of the things that were working. Cause there was a lot of shit that wasn't working in my life at the time, Right. breathe in everything that was working. Um, and then, and then just breathe out, uh, love, right. Just send mm. out love and just gratitude in love out, mm. gratitude in love out. And I would That's come good. out of that after about 10 minutes, sitting in the sun on the bench after my run, you know, usually with my shirt off. So I'm kind of like getting that, getting those rays, yeah. that vitamin D Man, it got me through a really tough 18 months. And mm. like most days, nothing else went well. It was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was really, really messy. That's but, good. but I found that was really good for me to burn off all the bad and fill it up with all the good. 
and even if nothing else went right, at least at the end of the day, I knew, knew I'd done something yeah. worth doing. Well, well, that's good. The, the only thing I can, I can relate it to my, or my wife would say is, uh, if I was feeling really bad, I could just have a, I could order in some Thai food, you know, and eat that, you know what I mean? So your, your sounds a lot healthier and, and, and like a better way to do it than mine. So, um, you know, so that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing some really cool stuff here. Is there, are there any people that you look up to listen to read, uh, anybody that you would like to do a shout out to, or the, a book mm. that you think has been great that, that we mm. could maybe share with people that you go, you know, when everything comes together, like I go back to this one thing or this gotcha. one place, or do you have something like that? You know, I don't. It's a good question. Um, I don't do as much reading or listening or, you know, as um, I, I probably could. Um, I can maybe blame it on like, oh, I'm too busy, you know, um, and that has some truth. But at the same time, um, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm really in the, the last eight year and a half and probably hopefully the next year and a half, I'm really trying to figure out like, all right, what do I want to spend my, what is the best use of my time? Mm-hmm. Right. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've shifted from a small business owner and I'm trying to shift to like a CEO. Yeah. And I think I'm doing like a mediocre job of it. You know, I'm doing okay, <laughs> but like not nearly as good as I should or, or would like to. And maybe, maybe this is an element of it. So the honest truth is um, I, I don't, um, the, I mean, I've had plenty of incredible uh, mentors and people that have helped me, you know, in, in, in across multiple industries. And, and I'm very thankful to them and family. I've been super lucky, you know, that I have a lot of family members that have been um, successful business owners, um, which honestly, in some ways has put pressure on me. I'm like, dude, if I can't do something good, I'm a friggin' idiot. You know, like I, <laughs> I do have like some, sometimes I have that feeling. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, you know, whoever you can search out that, that you resonate with. And I think it's important. You got to, you got to learn from different people. You got to learn from different mentalities. And this, my wife helps me with also, I, I tend to gravitate towards one mentality and way of thinking, which is like, if it ain't working, just work harder. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? And, and I had a mentor once say to me, you know, David, you only have like one move. He was trying to relate it back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like you only have like one move, David, like you only know, like when, when you're trying to figure something out, you only have one go-to and you need to develop, you know, multiple, um, strategies and avenues. And that's true. And I think a way to liken it also is you need to be like learning from different people. Like you need mm-hmm. to be, you know, learning from different perspectives. And, um, I, I would like to think, um, I, I try to do that as well. Good. Yeah. Well, well, I definitely like that, that idea of, if you're relying on one move, like, you know, everybody's looking for the silver bullet, right? If I just get this one thing, right, my whole business will take off. And I think you already know that it's not that it's usually a trickle here and a trickle here and a trickle here. And all of a sudden that starts to turn into a river, but you don't just find the river. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm totally with you and I've definitely built some businesses on that strategy of like built it on a loophole or one thing. And then all (laughs) of a sudden that loophole closes and you're like out in the cold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think that's really good advice and, um, and continuing to d- diversify where your leads come from and who your customers yeah. are and all that stuff is that's to me, the ultimate sense of security is if one client fires me, no one client puts me out for of business. Sure. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. So, so that's super cool. There's well, many, I mean, honestly, if, I mean, my one thing that I would also throw out about that is, uh, and, and again, this probably just comes from my own pain point, right? My biggest pain point sure. in my tutoring company mm-hmm. is, is, is I don't have recurring accounts. Yeah. 
like every day, you know, like, okay, I'm going to spend 10 grand on advertising today Mm -hmm. and it has to drum up new business, you know? And, um, so whatever business you're in, there are some creative ways that you can create, you know, recurring revenue, recurring accounts. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason, again, I started Commission Buddies. And, and, and that's just the only thing I, I challenge everybody to think about in whatever practice they have. I know you've mentioned you have chiropractors and this and that. I mean, I'm sure that there's chiropractors out there doing all you can eat plans where it's like, hey, it's 199 bucks a month. You can come, you can book, come every day if you want. Mm-hmm. Right? I have a friend, he, he, he has a, a barber shop and I got him to do freaking subscription. Yep. You know, saying like you don't pay twenty five bucks for a haircut. It's like I can't remember what it is, but it's like you want to get a haircut every day. You can come in. I mean, he's going to do that, right? But right. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's just a thought I'm throwing out to anybody. You know, no, I, I think it's it's huge because I've definitely been in the business. I was a house flipper, right? And a house flipping is you got to find a new house, you got to fix it, you got to sell it, and then you're back to zero. You got to right. make you got to reinvent the wheel every single right. year, right. versus like rental properties. Yeah, it's just as much work and you don't get as much up front, but long term it creates that stability for you. And right. like a lot of the things that we, you know, that that I'm building my business on are the recurring revenue models because yeah. I got really tired of that. And yeah, you know, the joke is don't build your business based on something that that changes. Build your business on the the things that don't change, right? The mm-hmm. thing that's going to be needed every single month, every single sure, year. Sure. Yep. And that that's something Jeff Bezos said that I've ah, shared with me. He's like we're, people think we're a technology company. We're not. We're a products and services, cheap, fast, easy, right? Like mm. that's never going to change. So we're building our right. whole business based on that. All the technology is fine. Just supporting that's that. That's the core right. of our business is the things that never change. And so like a lot of that's the cool. things that I do are related to death and taxes. <laughs> Those aren't changing. So Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. And it really has eased the burden to be able to create create ongoing cash flow as we go. Yeah. So, and look, some businesses are not conducive to it. I have tried unsuccessfully my tutoring company. I, I don't want to say I've given up on it, but like I've tried multiple ways and I just haven't been able to do it. And we're still doing fine and are successful, but my stress level would be a lot lower if, if we were. And so, you know, I, I, I don't want any listeners to be like, oh shit, man, like there's, I don't know how that possibly could work for my business. And, you know, it's not, Look, I'm sure if that had been baked into my first business, I'd have other pain points I don't experience now, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and the the question I like to ask myself when I'm thinking about this stuff, David, and I'll I'll throw this out to you, but also for other people is, you know, if you say, well, how can I make my business a recurring revenue type of business? And your brain says you can't, right? It shuts down. But if if you ask the brain a question, it will come up with an answer. Sometimes the answer is you can't. So then you can switch the question and you can say, if I knew that there was a way, if I knew that I was going to create mm-hmm. a business based on recurring revenue in tutoring, what mm-hmm. would it have to look like? Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. your brain doesn't have a, it can't or a no, it mm-hmm. has to search and it starts mm-hmm. to look for That's evidence cool. that that exists. So it's a different way when your brain kind of shuts down to, to ask a different question, to, to get the answers that you're actually looking for. That's why you hear people always say questions are far superior to answers because mm-hmm. If you, if you ask the right question, you will get the answer. And usually if you ask the right question, the answer becomes easy. It's mm. just most of the time we're asking the wrong questions. And so our mm. brain, brain comes up with the wrong answers. Mm. So Interesting. Cool. I like it. Yeah. That was a little trick I learned that helped me a lot when I feel like I'm in a dead end. I'm like, okay, if I knew it could work and it mm. had to exist, what's got to change? What's it got to look like? Sure. And that might be totally different than how I do business, but I find that it really is, uh, is useful for me. Yeah, that's cool. 
I like it. So, I like it. Well, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you taking some time, sharing some of your experiences, some of your insights. Uh, I think your message is tried and true. Absolutely, you know, the kind of things that, that make a massive difference that a lot of people skip over. So, so I appreciate that. If, if people want to find out more about uh, your, your businesses or sure. you know, what you guys are doing with Commission Buddy, where, where can they find you? What's the best way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, commissionbuddies.com or explainer.commissionbuddies.com. And if I can give a quick plug about how we work. So, sure. you know, in the merchant services industry, which is what we're in, guys. Okay, it's a, it's a bad industry. I had had very many poor experiences with my own accounts, right? Again, I was solving my own problem. I think one of the reasons people love working with us is we are a business, we're business owners first. Now we sell credit card processing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so we have a whole different mentality. My mentor in this industry is like, David, I've never met anybody that cares about the end merchant as much as you. And I'm like, dude, that's because like, I think of myself <laughs> as the end merchant and I, there's no way I'm going to like screw somebody over. Right. And our, our different way of doing it, which is super awesome in my opinion, and people just love it is we actually make you a 50% partner in your own account. So the way it works is we say, look, you haggled over pricing and terms with your, with your current processor. Whoever you, whoever you have now, you've already gone through the negotiation. You've already gone through the whole process. We will take your current deal sight unseen. Whatever it is, we'll take it the exact same. And whatever money we make, we're literally going to pay you half. So we literally mail out checks to all of our customers every month as we're basically saying, hey, we're buddies in commission, right? However much money we make, you get half. And, you know, to, as a counterpoint to my tutoring company where I spend all this money, we are literally 100% referral based. Okay. So basically when you become a customer of commission buddies, you get half the money on your own account, which to me is cool. And I think at the end of the day, it's a lot more fun to get a check for a few hundred dollars a month than it is to save a few hundred. Yeah. You know, if you save a few hundred, it just fades away into your PL, right? You don't even notice it. You know, you're saving it, but it's gone. There's no, there's no visceral enjoyment. When yep. you get a check for a few hundred bucks every month, it's like, dude, this is awesome. I'm going to go on vacation at the end of the year for, by, on Commission Buddies, and I'm actually going to see that money. So people just like it. And then once they know us and trust us and believe in what we're doing, if they introduce their friends or other business owners, because business owners know business owners, yeah. um, you know, they get a piece of that account for the life of the account forever too. So that's our, our strategy. I'm trying to do it totally differently than my tutoring company. I'm trying to grow 100% on referrals as opposed to advertising and so far, um, people seem to love it. And, and, you know, I think we've brought some fun to an industry that is not fun. Yeah, I, I, I totally love it. And I think there is a lot of value to that. Uh, people getting a check back mentally, like you said, instead of it just going into the black hole of paying for the credit yep. cards or the bills or whatever, it's like, oh, yep. this is our money. And too yep. many business owners don't save money. They don't spend on their own fun. They reinvest in the business, the business, the business. Totally. At the end of the day, man, you got to have a little fun with life, right? My business is called Big Life Financial for a reason. We want people to live a big life. Yeah. And you're giving them the money to do that. So I think that's that's really cool. So Thank you. Yeah. yeah awesome. So David, appreciate you being here and sharing your ideas and, and really how you've gotten to where you are. Super cool and interesting story. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody go check it out. If, you, if you've got credit card processing right now and you're, you know, you're not loving it or you want to get a check every, every single month then this is the way to do it. So, you know, we'll, we'll have the links in the show down below cool. and uh, people will be able to come find you and, uh, and engage and we'll, we'll make it all happen for you. So just appreciate you being here. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. I, I had a good time. Me too. Bye-bye. Have a great one. 
Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Van Ness, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist. <laughs>